There is a huge evolution to how consumers purchase products and services. Learn how you can evolve with them on today's show. Your offerings as a contractor is ever evolving based on what the end consumer really wants. If you're able to get them what they want, how they want it, you can really explode your business. Now today we got Drew Cameron on the show to talk about this evolution and how consumers purchase products and services and we hope this will help you make better offerings out in the marketplace. In this segment, Drew is going to talk about the following, the contractor offering, the consumer experience, the relationship to the provider, and what the impact is on the provider. Let's join Drew right now. Well, thank you, Weldon. Welcome to the EJA Contractor University studio. I am Drew Cameron, and I am looking forward to spending a little bit of time with you here today. And I want to share with you today my vision of what I like to call the evolution of the marketplace, the evolution of how consumers make purchases. And so what I've done is I've taken a look at, uh, I've gone back in time. And we're going to go back in time. We're going to bring you all the way uh, forward to today. And I've looked at how products and services have come into the marketplace over time. And so I've built a construct for us to kind of take a look at a table, if you will, that will give us a framework to understand what's going on in the marketplace from you know, all the way back in you know, time when uh, products and services, if you will, were brought to town by horse and buggy all the way up to today with today's modern technology. So what we're going to look at is uh, the product or the service, what I like to call the contractor uh, offering, and then the consumer experience. What does the consumer get? And what are they experiencing when they buy a product or service? And then what's their relationship to the provider? And then what is the impact, if you will? All right, and so we will build this from bottom to top, and we will uh, go all the way back to the most basic things, and we will build it up to the most comprehensive things of today. All right, and what I want to share with you and help you understand is where are you as a contractor? Where do you see yourself, and what do you offer to consumers? Because when we get to the end of this, I'll pull it all together and I'll help you understand the business that you're in, and maybe understand maybe the business that you should be in. All right. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. Well, first thing we had is we had what we know as commodities. They are only distinguishable by price and availability, if you will. They were provided by a clerk, and it was a very transactional purchase and a very transactional impact to your business, right? So think about this. The horse and buggy came to town, and they were selling apples or oranges or vegetables or, or whatnot, right? But if another person came to town with apples and oranges, what would have distinguished them? price and availability. So maybe you had apples, but you didn't have oranges. Maybe you could undercut the other guy's apples, right? Hence the term, I just want to compare apples to apples. That's where it comes from. So how did one distinguish uh, you know, one, one provider's apples versus somebody else's providers, uh, somebody else's uh, apples? So they became what known as trinkets and goods. It was a low cost or developed or assembled commodity at that point in time. So Someone came to town and said, hey, I've got a better commodity than this person, okay? In fact, not only do I have uh, you know, apples, I have oranges, I also have bananas, so I'm gonna give you a fruit, uh, fruit availability or fruit salad, if you will. And again, trinkets and goods provided by a clerk and very transactional, you know, one and done more often than not. There's no relationship there. Then we evolved into what became known as brands, right? Brands developed reputations, and the, uh, the consumer experience there was name recognition and awareness by consumers. And so when a certain provider might come to town, they might say, hey, 
I see Billy versus Susan with their horse and buggy. They both have fruit, right? But what distinguishes them? See these things nowadays, they're pieces of art that you can actually buy online. They're fruit and vegetable labels. They were put on these crates and they're super colorful. And, that, and, and they said basically, we've got California oranges, or we got Florida oranges, and they had these gorgeous images of these uh, 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 fruits on the sides of the crates, these fruit labels. And you can buy the fruit labels now, and people actually frame them and hang them in their houses. But they, that was the first uh, appearance of branding and reputation. And so you could tell when someone came to town, you know, if you wanted them because you got that image in your mind of the fruit labels on the crate of the fruit, if you will. Again, this person now became a salesperson because they had to tell you about their brand and their reputation and build that relationship a little bit with you. But again, it was still very transactional. We then got into what became then consumer products, things that became specialized and unique, provided by a salesperson, but still very transactional. So they took fruits and vegetables and basically maybe it was a hybrid fruit or you know, we got into a navel orange, if you will. We got into a, uh, a, a Fiji apple or a, uh, a gala apple or a Honeycrisp apple at that point. So now we got into specialized and unique products. Again, maybe also carrying the brand, but still very transactional, uh, no committed relationship. Then we got into saying, okay, well, I can go ahead and buy fruits and vegetables and I can, I can cook a meal or I could have a meal cooked for me. So we got into uh, specialized services, if you will. So services is basically the customer experiences now, it's done for you. Hence, restaurants came along at that point in time. And in our world, that is where we get into, involved into no longer selling commodities. We have a salesperson, yes, that can uh, sell our services. We now also have technicians that provide services. Still very transactional, though. It could be a one and done because we have no committed relationship. And then contractors now, again, so let's bring this up to modern day and into contract, the contracting world. Contractors started to say, okay, well, we have our services. Now we're going to do value-added services. This is where we're going to do what you, you hired us to do, but we're going to give you something extra. We're going to give you a little bit in the way of extra benefits. We may give you a discount. It's going to be a temporary experience, though, temporary relationship. Again, still provided by a salesperson or a technician, and still very transactional. And that's where most contractors level off, right? Is they, they offer the products and services that they offer, and then they may offer uh, something a little extra, they offer a discount. And that's where you see most of the competition around the United States and Canada. And, well, really all over the world for that matter, right? And that's fine, but it's very competitive. It's a dog-eat-dog -dog world out there. Now, you have some contractors now that have you know, gone above and beyond, right? So you, know, you, you had brands, right? Back in the day, at Cameron and Sons, we were a brand contractor, right? We were John H. Cameron and Sons, but on top of our sign, we had our relationship with Carrier, the Blue Oval. And Carrier you know, was, became the big name. Nowadays, you see a lot of contractors getting away from the brand, and they are the brand. In fact, you'll even go private label equipment at that point, uh, at some point possibly, right? So we have evolved even in the contracting world from the commodity of just heating and air conditioning to branded heating and air conditioning, and you've got to be affiliated with a brand to where now the contractor's the brand, and now even the contractor's private labeling, right? But you can kind of see where we're going. So let's go back to the table, right? We go above, we go above and beyond the value-added experience where you're offering a discount, you're offering a uh, 
something extra, and you're saying, we're going to give you a solution, right? And so what is the solution? That's where we don't offer a temporary fix to a problem. We offer a long-term permanent solution to a problem. We go ahead and, you know, we don't just continue to maintain and repair your equipment, which is what most contractors were doing. Most contractors back in the 70s, 60s, 70s, and even into the 80s, and even some today, they just want to keep fixing things because that's what they do. Technicians go out there and they fix things. They don't know how to have a conversation and go ahead and upgrade things or replace things. What solution-based contractors do, they offer a complete offering uh, of, of a solution, if you will, and a permanent uh, solution to something. And that's where we go ahead and we say, okay, we take an opportunity from a call-in from a customer or from a technician, we flip it over to a comfort advisor who is advising the customer on what they can do to have a permanent fix. Again, very transactional as well. And then we go beyond that. We say, okay, well, let's have something where we have an ongoing relationship beyond the transaction. And that's where your service agreement comes into play. right? That's where the extended warranties come into play. And so that's a, re a relationship-based uh, contractor offering. It's a reliable recurring provider relationship. right? So for the consumer is they've got their company that they call. They have their person that they go to on a regular recurring basis. They have what is known as the trusted provider. They're a person that they use, and if they have a problem, they pick up the phone, they know who to call. It's not like I'm surfing the internet or the yellow pages trying to find my provider. I'm, you know, I'm not trying to find my oil dealer, you know, because who has the cheapest oil, right? I've got a committed relationship for the long term. It's not transactional. Uh, at that point, it, uh, well, technically it is still transactional, but it can transform your business a little bit. But there's no ongoing commitment you know, for the long haul. You then get into what is known as, I call, the problem resolution or challenger. And what that is, is you are trusted to do what I didn't know I wanted or needed, right? So more often than not, most contractors respond to the customer. Customer calls in, contractor comes out, contractor then says to the customer, uh, okay, I will give you what you asked me for. I go in with laser vision and I quote you on replace the furnace. Fix the furnace or replace the furnace. I don't look and basically say, you know what, your house is wasting energy, you're uncomfortable, your duct system is a mess, you've got an electrical issue going on over here, right? So that's what happens at the solution-based and relationship-based uh, levels, but at what I call the problem resolution and challenger level, you are looking for things that the customer didn't even know that they wanted or needed you are helping them to see beyond what they even know. Because up to this point, only, your relationship is only based on what they're willing to commit to. At this next level, you're basically saying, I have something where I can transcend even what you think about. Right? And so you are trusted to do what I didn't know I wanted or needed. You become my trusted partner now. Because you know what? Yes, you get me. You understand me. I want to work with you, and I want to have that committed relationship to you. And that becomes transformational at that level. Okay? It's no longer about a transaction. It's like, if I need something, I'm going to call you. If I'm, if I'm not even sure if I need something or want something, you know, I will rely on you. You will come in on, a, on an occasional basis. Certainly, you're a service agreement customer, but I'm going to look to you every time you send a technician to my house or you send a marketing piece to me to consider that you can basically increase my life experience. Because you're, you're uh, resolving problems that I didn't even know existed in my house. You're challenging my paradigm of what I think is, you know, should be my reality. 
Okay? And so in this industry, that's where I find the highest level of engagement is people who are willing to do that, contractors that are willing to do that. But there are next levels, all right? Because this is where you get to greatness. This is rare air. And so this is where we get into selling experiences. It's the how of what you do. You're helping customers understand not just what you do and how you do it, but the, it's also the, you know, the why and the impact there. It's the how, the how of the what you do. It's an immersive, authentic, memorable, emotional impact. They become your raving fan at that point in time. It's a monumental impact to your business and to the customer's existence, if you will. So think in terms of um, Disney, uh, you know, going to Disney World, a completely immersive experience. In fact, if I asked you, you know, what does Disney sell, you would probably tell me ex you know, the experience, memories, magic, happiness, dreams. No, Disney sells tickets, Disney sells souvenirs, Disney sells movies and videos, and, and horrible food, unhealthy food at their parks, right? But you got an experience, you wanted the experience, that's what you, in your mind, you bought. You got tickets, you got the food, you got the, the souvenirs. You didn't want those things, you wanted the immersive experience. And so, that's the one that everybody knows. But think about what else is now in your marketplace, right? Think about that. Axe throwing, you can go to an axe throwing event uh, or place, you can go to uh, a place like Punch Bowl Social, where there's uh, a whole gaming experience of all different things going on in there. There's act, some axe throwing, there's basketball, there's cornhole, there's a bowling alley, there's thro uh, darts throwing, there's uh, uh, video games, there's uh, you know, all kinds of interactive things that you can participate in in one of those places. Dave and Buster's would be another immersive experience. An escape room. So you're seeing all these experiences. Bowling, okay? Bowling has always been an experience, but bowling is now cool again. And you know they're tying it in with food and drink at the lanes, and uh, it's just a completely another immersive experience. So think about those things, and people are fully engaged, fully immersed in that experience. That's what people want. That's where they get consumed into that because it is immersive and it's authentic. And that's where customers say, "I love this because I'm part of. I, I am experiencing something, and I'm I'm tied. I'm engaged there." And that's, like I say, a monumental impact to your business. So what could you do as a contractor? Okay, well that's where you can basically you know, have an app go onto the customer's phone where they can interface with their system, okay, the, the thermostat, but they could also look at the, the, uh, the VOCs in the house, the indoor air quality in the house. They could look at the energy bill and how that's happening. They can turn the system on and off, obviously, remotely. Maybe, they, you know, maybe you've even tied it into where uh, you got other smart home technology where they can unlock their door and turn on some lights or you know, activate or deactivate security. All this technology is available to them and they are tethered to you because you are creating that experience, but you also went in the home and you didn't just go ahead and sell heating and air conditioning, you solved problems in their house so that their, their kids can have a good night's sleep, so that they can enjoy their family room year round. They can turn that into something that's enjoyable out in the garage because you gave them a zone with a ductless mini split out there where you went into some, some technology maybe let's say through uh, a manufacturer yes a brand such as Daikin that has VRV life or VRV fit, uh, or the fit system but they can go ahead and have their uh, standard system for the whole house but they have a head that plays off of that main system to handle the man cave or to handle that, that family room off the back of the house that's always been uncomfortable See, because you're basically solving 
the, the comfort situation in the home and you're tying it to their story and their life so that they can actually have a, a happy existence in their home. And you're talking about the experience, you're no longer talking about the things. You're talking about the fact that you want to enjoy the family room. Billy's going to get a good night's sleep. That's the experience. And that's what people buy. They buy their story. However, at the highest level, and you, see, you start to see this happening more and more nowadays, uh, Patagonia is big on this. Bombas Socks is big on, on this. Um, Disney is, you know, is big on this, and, and many, many others, uh, where it's no longer about what you do, it's about why you do it, the purpose of what you do, the why of what you do. It's I believe in what you do, okay, and I want to be part of your movement because that's exactly the way I see it. You are shattering expectations. It's not just what you do, yes, but it's the impact that you can maybe make in the community because people want to see that you're involved and maybe that you're giving back. Maybe you do Heat for Heroes or Heat for the Holidays uh, and you're helping you know, uh, those who've served our country um, and you're basically giving them uh, you know, repairs or whatnot and discounts on repairs or you're maybe giving somebody who came back from the, the services uh, like uh, you know, Wounded Warriors Project or Tunnel to Towers and you're building homes for people who have served our country and or maybe have lost somebody who has served our country. Are you tied into doing something like that? Or for those that are less fortunate, maybe you go ahead and you tie into a local news station and you say, we're going to do heat for the holidays. We're going to offer to give away two new systems to a homeowner who's got a, you know, a story of struggle. And they submit the stories. Everybody can submit the stories to the local radio station uh, or television station. And you get them to pick the story that wins. That way you're, you're kind of insulated from that. And you get all this free publicity, all these press releases tied in because you're taking care of people. And customers basically will look at this and see that you're doing this, right? And they're going to say, I like that company. I like a company that does that and helps other people out. I want to be part of that company. And, and so this year, obviously during COVID, I'm here in Colorado Springs. I have a client here. And they tied into where they were actually doing food and drug deliveries to people that weren't even their customers. They were running to the stores and they were you know, picking up groceries and picking up drug prescriptions and delivering to customers and non-customers. They posted on their Facebook. The Facebook post went viral, got over 50,000 hits the first like, few hours that it was posted. The news picked it up and came and interviewed them and then followed their technician to go grocery shopping and picking these things up and making the deliveries. And they had customers that then picked up and said, we want to contribute to that. We want to be part of that. We're willing to do deliveries with you and for you. And guess what they're getting out as a result of it? They're getting a great name and a reputation. And they're getting customers who say, I want to do business with this company because that's what they do. It's the why behind what you do. It's the highest level of engagement. And so I hope you'll take an opportunity to look at your own business and say, what business am I in? Most, uh, am I in? Most of you would answer that question saying, I'm in a heating and air conditioning business. I'm a heating and air conditioning contractor. And then I would ask you, what business are you really in? And you'd probably say to me, yeah, we're in the business of customer service. Okay, and then I'll ask you the next level of engagement. What business should you be in? And that's where you get into customer care. And that's where you get into delivering experiences making an impact in society and giving back and paying it forward because it goes above and beyond making a dollar. A dollar is a result, but what are you doing to make an impact? Today's consumer, 
uh, Gen Z and um, the, you know, the millennials, you know, which is Gen Y. But these people, they want to understand what is it you do. That's why Bomba Socks is the biggest, most successful Shark Tank company uh, you know, in existence. Over, over $40 million, I think, is what they do a year in socks. And how and why? Because for every pair of socks they sell, they give a pair of socks away to homeless people. And people have bought into that because they say, I believe what you believe. I want to be part of that movement. What are you doing in your business to do that? Because when you get to this highest level, and you can live anywhere on the spectrum, but when you get to the highest levels, I think if you look around the marketplace as a contractor and compare yourself to other contractors, I'm not saying that you should compare yourself, but look around the marketplace. Are you all doing the same things? Do customers want to compare apples to apples with you? Or do they want to be part of something that they can't get anywhere else? Because you're the only one that does it. And the higher you go up on the spectrum, the less competition that there is, which is great. It's rare air. Okay? And people want to do something with somebody who's unique and exclusive and special. So I will challenge you. Look at your business. What, what business are you in? What business are you really in? And what business should you be in? Think about that. We'll pick up the conversation next time. Great content is always there for Mr. Drew Cameron. Listen, if you'd like more content like this and you're not an EGI member, I want to encourage you to sign up for a free trial by clicking the Join button above. You can get 30 days free access to all of our online courses on leadership, in-home sales, marketing, and of course, much, much more. That's it for today, my friends. See you soon. Until then, bye-bye for now.